outside. Outside the nine to five, make the cloud rise. How the money just multiply on the outside. Outside the nine to five, long as I strive. Success finna multiply on the outside. And we're on. Oh, I didn't even get to ask you. How'd the recording sound from this new StreamYard thing we're doing? Uh, it sounded good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded, it sounded solid. Um, I'm going to edit it after this and, and post it. But yeah, it it worked. It worked. We got the recording. Okay. That's, that's actually what I was most worried about. I was most worried about <laughs> actually being able to execute on the taking it out, editing it. Cause you know, we, we've comfortable, you've gotten comfortable with whatever we were doing previously through zoom. Yeah. The, the tech team, uh, was super consultative in, in getting it done, uh, for the outside of nine, nine to five crew. Shout out, shout out to the tech crew. Who, who, who is that now? It's you, yourself and I, uh, yeah, yeah. It'd be me myself. Yeah. In my we thoughts. Don't, we don't have a robust budget there. No. <laughs> uh, all right, man. What what are we getting into today? I think you had a good topic that uh, a, a loyal listener brought up to us around biggest fears. Yeah, the executive board had a had a request <laughs> for a topic. We're just making up uh, all the these podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, biggest investor of the podcast. <laughs> sure. And it, it was, let me see if I can explain this the right way. So in general, you know, we, we cover three specific areas uh, on, on the podcast in terms of topics. So it's, you know, relationships, career, and fitness. And he essentially asked, you know, biggest fear across those three, mm-hmm. those, those three areas. We could go into fears in each topic, but I feel like it'd be more meaningful to talk about the the one fear across those three that that sticks out. Mm-hmm. So, do you want me to? What is it for you? <laughs> yeah. o- over to you. Over you, Cotton. Cotton. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think it, it was actually you know obviously I didn't know about this topic before we started recording, but the the first thing I put when you told me that was just regrets and. For me, um, when you hear stories about people getting older, and I'm sure there's podcast, I think there's even a podcast out there. There's probably books written about people interviewing folks as they get older and maybe are on their deathbed. And it's like, what what sits with them at that phase of life? And I know we had a recording earlier this year about people getting older and you know things that we are thinking about and reflecting on experiencing people in our family getting older. And the thing that is always said in these recordings or these interviews is like people regret things they did, didn't do. Um, So for me, as that pertains to just the two areas that I thought it was easiest for me to think about with respect to, to, to biggest fear is like no do overs with family and and relationships. Um, It tends to be that you don't get a second chance is probably the way I'd put it, but like you can't get back time that you didn't invest in someone or um, the way right. I look at that is just with my father is what I said to you. Right. So in this moment, it feels super right for me, what I'm doing and the boundaries I'm putting up, but who knows, man, like three years from now, his health could change or like whatever, bro. You really don't know what com- comes three, five years from now. So it's hard to 
like hindsight's 2020, but for me, I understand that there's a risk and there could be, I could ultimately have regret about some of the things I'm doing because, and I think that's very human. It's very human, right? You're disconnecting from someone on purpose, but things could change. And I could regret not investing the time that I have with him now. I think it's a very, a very real possibility. Um, so I would say that's one of my biggest fears is just, there's no do-overs but with relationships. Like I, I could even translate that to some of my friends from high school that I really haven't connected with in a long time, like very deliberately because of what I'm trying to work on and create. And I think I could, you know, see myself regretting that years down the line, but right now it feels right. So before I go on, do you have any thoughts or feedback as a thought partner for me? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because you're always going to have the potential for regret, right? Yeah. I was, I was listening to something earlier this week that the person said, you cho- you essentially are always choosing your regrets, right? Talk and so, to me about that. That's interesting. Yeah, a good example of that would be, you know, when you graduated and you're going to start your career, you had the opportunity to really do what whatever you wanted to do, right? And so you chose to start your career um, at SEI in financial services, but you sure. could have easily started your career at, you know, in commercial real estate um, yep. at, a, at a different firm. So, sure. you know, you can't go back and change that decision tree. Um, all you know is that you're going down this parallel um, rather than the other one, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you're making a dis- active decision on what you're going to regret throughout your life. Yeah. So you're always going to have regrets. Mm-hmm. There's just no way at least in my mind, after listening to that, uh, if you presented it that way, there's no way to, you know, be on your deathbed and not have any regrets right. throughout your life. Uh, I, I guess the goal should be to minimize the amount that, that you have. How do you do um, that? In, yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, <laughs> I guess we'll find out at the end but how well we did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Circle back uh, with the outside podcast in in uh, in fifty years. Fifty? Um, Come on, dude. I'm gonna live to 125 based on the way they're producing medicine right now. Good for you, man. I'm not making that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's a it's an interesting um, way to to kind of reframe how you're thinking about regrets. And you're absolutely right, though. With time, times out one thing where, where you're just not going to be able to get back with regard to your decisions that you make, uh, the relations that you choose to have and choose not to have um, throughout your life. And, you know, if I, you could pick one of the top things that people fear or results with maybe a s- suboptimal result at the end of their life, it's, it's the regret side of the equation. Sure. Yeah. So I would say that's probably mine as it pertains to family and relationships. Do you want, want to take it and, and do one of yours or kind of your overarching thought? And then I have one more when it comes to career. Yeah. So for me, um, my fear definitely it's, it's interesting. Cause when I think about my fears, they, they definitely affect some of the the things that I do on a typical day to day basis. So as it relates to probably my biggest fear in in life would be to become my my dad. Hmm. Okay. And so growing up, I 
of course, got to view a lot of the things that he did and the way he conducted himself. And it wasn't all – I can't act like it was all bad, right? Right. And there were some good moments in there. Uh, but I think if I ended up being that person in my child's mm-hmm. eyes, that would that's a, a thought that scares the shit out of me. Uh, also, in my significant other's eyes. Right. Um, just the just the whole the whole way I I guess view it on the outside outside looking in right right um, so I only know my side of the equation but that's definitely my biggest fear and so it actually de- it causes issues on in my daily life right like I avoid conflict and hard conversations a lot of the time because I saw that how that was handled when I was a, when I was a kid. Right. And I don't ever want to get to the place where I'm ever, you know, yelling at my significant other or, um, you know, running away from a specific Mm. uh, situation, avoiding things, not Mm. talking about stuff, uh, handling things in in what could be viewed a toxic way. Right. Mm. Uh, And so that that definitely causes obstacles for me and and specifically around certain topics. It's not everything. Right. It's certain things. Right. So, you know, finances was a big stressor in my parents' relationship. Not to say that was it, but it was definitely a a topic of conversation that I heard talked about uh, quite frequently. And so if I go to have certain conversations around finances and and this is really common, I see this with with clients, even at the wealthiest levels, there's always certain little things that you you pick up on like if someone had a maybe a depression era parent they have a really hard time spending money on anything yeah um so for me that that script is like if i have a conversation about money it's going to be this stressful thing that causes uh, a divide in our relationship and that's just not the the case at all um and i have had to work work against that so that that in itself is, I would say, probably the top fear for me. What's so interesting is as it rolled off your tongue, I was like, it almost feels like a positive fear, which I know it isn't the case, like in all circumstances, but I feel like some of your most attractive qualities about you are because of what you went through. And I know there's, again, things you still have to work on as a consequence of that. But um, I don't know. It's like it, I feel like so many positive things about that fear ha- enable you to be successful in so many different areas of your life. Yeah, now that I have the perspective to kind of look back on it, right? it definitely drives a lot of you know my motivation and, and some of the ways I conduct myself uh, from a positive standpoint. But it you you definitely have to be careful sure. about the negative implications of of those those situations and you know when you look at some you have certain maybe childhood trauma whatever you want to whatever you want to call it you go through yeah. something you either let it control you or you control it yeah. right and so I think we both take in the the control aspect of of what we've what we've gone through and it it tends to 
prevent you becoming that, but yeah. it's still such a, a, a hardwired fear that I have. One of the things that's super interesting, I think, Kev, about this podcast, and I was saying, saying this to someone last night, like you talk about insecurities, you talk about fears, you talk about doubts. And it's like this podcast has given me one of the most beautiful things that I unexpected, unintended consequences is my comfortability of knowing my insecurities or knowing my fears is so much higher now because we do this podcast. And regardless of how, you know, how many people hear it or don't hear it to me, it's like therapeutic in nature to be able to say, like, I fear that there's no do overs with my father's relationship, my father and I's relationship. I'm sure it feels good to you, bro. You remember the first time you talked about your fear with your father? Like, dude, I remember like almost crying with you on the first podcast. And now like, I feel like you have more control just through the act of saying that out loud. Don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. I mean, thinking back to when I first when we first had that conversation, it was just difficult to even bring it up. So right. It's cool. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> um, all right, let me let me go on number two, I, I think for career, it's a little bit different than than family and relationships. My biggest fear with the career aspect is not taking enough risk. Um, and it's super what did I say? It's the complete opposite of what I feel like I've embedded in myself for five and a half years since I've been on this like corporate journey is I've just been unbelievably focused in like the organization I'm in my career trajectory. And my biggest fear is like what you hear a lot of entrepreneurs do is they start a business fail, they start a business fail, they start a business fail, guess what they start another business and guess what they fail. And then they start that fourth business and it's like their legacy, right? And for me, a word that I was journaling about um, yesterday on the flight home was legacy. And it's like, I think your career has a lot to say about your legacy, right? I think it gives you your ability to, at least this is my lens, probably could be argued um, that your family is your legacy or like what you pursue physically is your legacy. I guess for me, it feels like what I'm going to accomplish in my career pursuits and what I'm very passionate about is is my career. So it's like, I think that's probably where my legacy is going to lead. And am I taking enough risk to allow me to have the legacy I want to leave in my corporate career or whatever that career looks like, you know, and I said this to you, life is certainly finite, right? We've talked about that so many times, but your career is even more finite than your life, right? You have less time spent in your career and your pursuits than you do actual longevity on this earth. So um, I think my biggest fear with my career is not taking enough risk. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially because you're you're just not going to know. I, well, that's all. All yeah. of these. I mean, that's all. That's all. That's really where all fears come from, right? It's just the uncertainty around certain situations, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a good one. That's a solid fear. I'll let you have that. Okay. Well, yeah, that's my that's my second <laughs> one. What what do you have a do you have another one on careers or fitness? Yeah, I would say mine's similar to yours, but it's less so about the the risk. It, it's less risk focused. It's more just general. Am I going to be able to get to where I want to be? Okay. And the vision of that. So, am I going to be able to, you know, get to what my gar goals are financially? with my relationships and 
with my with my health. Um, do you think you ever get there though? I feel like the goal. Well, I think the goal posts. I think the goal posts always Jinx. keep moving. Jinx, you owe me a, a soda, dude. <laughs> fresh out, fresh out. Uh, it's 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 hard because the goal posts always keep moving, right? right. You know, if you hit one, you hit one. Um, you know, but you check one box, you know, immediately want want to want to check the next one, right? Of whatever the next iteration sure. of that is. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. I hope, I hope you get there at some point where you, where you can say like, you found a way to have success in your professional pursuits. You're able to have meaningful relationships with your family and you live a extremely healthy lifestyle. I feel like if all three of those pillars are handled to the best of their abilities, that's, what success should probably look like um and not getting there is definitely the uncertainty of that is 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 tough but without that uncertainty life would probably be extremely boring right but my question to you on that fear of getting you know you said there is like (laughs) where's there (laughs) dude you've listened to and like you've probably listened to podcasts by, you know, or read books on like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, like, and like a a lot of these quote unquote successful people, like maybe they don't have the family relationship you desire, but like given all the amount of quote unquote success, a lot of these people have, I've never once heard any of them be like, Oh yeah, I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm I mean, like, do you agree with that? Like, I, I, are you chasing something that's, or are you scared of something that there's no way for you to attain? Right. Yeah, that's oh, man. I'm just trying I'm to trying knock. To I'm trying to knock it. a fear out of your. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to <laughs> concisely explain this. Yeah, it's tough because maybe I'm just maybe I'm just presenting it wrong. But you're right. There, a lot of those people, though. I don't know if they have traditional success but are they successful like would they look at their lives and say that they're successful yeah maybe in one area but on the relationship and right. health side of things are do they do they sure. have success I sure but let's say in the business let's just talk Elon Musk business he'll never say he's successful what does that mean for Colton building a family like you know like how much success do i have to have in my family to feel there if this guy is colonizing mars, <laughs> colonizing mars bro like take it again trying to build an underground tunnel from la to new york like if he doesn't feel successful in the business sense like what does it take for colton richards to feel successful in his family like do i ever feel that tangent i don't know food for thought yeah i guess the fear would be putting in all the work and in, in being static i I think right. that is a yes. I feel like the that is a a real fear. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no I mean, there's no guarantee. So you could do all of the work, and something unexpected happens. Who knows? Hmm. But to your point, like the entrepreneurial example, the people that succeed are always the ones that don't quit. Right. They just keep failing and failing and failing and then event and inevitably something works. 
as long as you're looking at those failures the right way, you're not just doing the same stupid thing over and over again. I just wrote a note here. I think you said something that actually just brought up a fear of mine and it could be on the career side and it may, maybe it is. And, but we are so good at what Kev we're so good at output, right? We're so good at the work. What actually scares me is something you just said is like, do we stop moving the knee? Or I guess this is maybe just me personally speaking, but is it, I need to continue to like do exactly what I'm doing for a longer duration of time, or do I need to pivot? <laughs> right? Like we just had yeah. a, such a long conversation about that, but like off the podcast, obviously, but for me, that is a huge fear, right? Like to your point, the feeling of progress, does progress come from doing the same thing better, like, and continuing to refine that skill, or does it come from making a shift? That is an actual fear of mine. And because I don't know what that answer is. Yeah, that, that totally relates to the fact that we both do a really good job of not thinking we're doing enough. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Right. So it's just you when you feel like you're singularly focused, you feel like you need to be doing you could always be doing more. You could yeah. always be doing more. You could always be trying something different. Um so yeah, that's I would I would relate to that wholeheartedly of of being being a fear. Uh and I just I mean, I just went kind of full full circle on this of like going through a time where I'm really questioning, you know, whether I'm making the right decisions from a career standpoint. Like, am I going in the right direction? Is what I have my eye set on the right route to go in? Mm. And it's important to have those types of insecure conversations with yourself because what it did enable me to do. And if you have good people around you, you can have those honest conversations yeah. and get their, get their feedback and also get the reaction. And that also helps balance your own messed up internal thoughts, at least for me. Um, and so in thinking about that more and more, I was able to double down on how like the career path that I'm going on like these you you have these constant moments of doubt and you have to either figure out okay are, is this doubt valid one and then two should I be making a change or should I be doubling down mm. and those decisions in your career are so so vital and way more frequent <laughs> than I would like them to be <laughs> Uh, at least, you know, looking back in what, you know, starting our career or work, traditional working career at 22. And now I'm 29, almost 30. So let's just round out to eight years here. Right. Um, I've had those, those moments probably maybe every 12 to 24 months. Yeah, like gonna, you're thinking like I was going to bump that up. I was going to say every yeah. every half year. <laughs> yeah, well, when you're younger, you have it every like three months because you think you're underpaid and you have all these skills and then you realize you don't know shit and, and you start to temper those expectations a little bit better. Right. But um, it's it's help. It's healthy to, to have that that conversation continuously. Hmm. <laughs> it's a thought provoking conversation. I love these ones where it's like, Obviously, we have some general outline of a topic, but then we continue to talk and it's like, okay, now I have to go back to the journal and see what else, uh, 
this conversation like brings up for me, but definitely thought provoking. Yeah. I mean, the last fear for me would be something that I've only started to just realize is, is a problem. (laughs) It's like, I focus so much on the execution of the, of the goal or result that I forget to actually live my or like enjoy the process of that what's the, fear, what's the fear there well the fear there is that i get to the like the result that i want mm. in my mind and it's it's not it ends up not being the result that i want like the ideal result hmm. so you think about the traditional midlife crisis is it's a person is focuses on success usually in maybe one specific area of their life and then they get there and then they realize like the rest of the 80 percent of their life if we're using maybe the Pareto principle there yeah is an absolute shithouse okay yeah and so you know it's you got to be able to and this is so freaking corny like enjoy the process it's i hate saying that word or that phrase but it's it's so true that if you get so focused on reaching that goal and and not enjoying what you're doing, then you're going to end up, you know, ending your life down the road with all of these accomplishments, but no really great memories in in that. Yeah, in that pursuit. And so, how you how do you think about it now that it's something you're more aware about? How do you think about stemming that fear uh you kind of just have to be okay with being where where you're at on a day-to-day basis because that's that's kind of what we're talking about here is this is a struggle of not being where you want to be per se yeah uh in in the current moment in the present so I don't know. This, this is this is not something I've solved for yet. Sure, it's a huge issue for me. Well, there's a, I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say there's a word that I think could be taken and construed negatively, but could also be positive. It's a word like I, I was I was thinking about when it comes to legacy. It's like what. What sort of results or success get you to the the point of like contentment, right? We've probably used, if you hear that people are content with where they are in life or in whatever phase of, of, you know, relationships, career, whatever it is, like that could be construed negatively, but to everything you just mentioned, content could be potentially positive, bro. Yeah, definitely. I, I've just always connected being content with complacency. But they're different. Yeah, but they're like brother and sister. Sure. And in my mind, which is massively, (laughs) massively a problem for me, I just can't. I the lines are so blurred between being content and and complacent that I have a really hard time just on a day to day basis being okay with that. And I think the more we have these conversations. The more like, I don't want to say more unfiltered, the more open-ended these conversations we have, like the more I realize everything my mom has been telling me for 27 years of life is like things don't happen and 
the dots don't connect for you in the black and white, but it's really in the gray that like you're your most powerful, right? So like if you can connect and find, I guess, for your your mental framing, Kev, like where contentment is different than um, what's the other word you just used? Complacency. Complacency, right? Like if you can find or hone that that difference, I feel like that's where you'll be operating with jet fuel, right? Because you can be super happy, but also not complacent. Like it's probably an amazing place to operate from. I haven't found that out for myself, but once you get there, <laughs> would you please let me know? Yeah, yeah. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> yeah, please, please keep me up to date. And if anyone has any ideas, let me know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when now that I've been journaling more and more consistently, it's like that's a consistent. The that's crowd like very, loves it. The very, crowd very loves it. yeah. The crowd loves it. Crowd loves it. Finally, come around after you know five years here. Uh, it's it's just a consistent theme of I constantly in, am thinking that I'm not where I want to be, and that needs to push me forward. But it's that's such a toxic way of thinking uh, that. It works for maybe a short period of time, but inevitably that fuel runs out and you have to, you have to mature in that perspective. And because you can definitely be okay with where you're at and not be complacent. That's a new, yeah, but that's so nuanced for, for my, for me, Uh, it it feels for for my infant brain. Yeah. For my infant brain, for my monkey brain. (laughs) Cause I can try I can try to feel that right. I can try my best, but actually feeling that deep down uh, is 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 a challenge. I can write it out. I can say all the things that I'm grateful for and can and happy that are in my life, but to actually genuinely feel that to the core is is not something I've been able to you know figure out a solution for yet. Hmm. So I'll, I'll keep t- you posted when I do. I'll tell you the only time. <laughs> I have, or not the only time I should tell you the other time. The times I like tangibly feel that contentment, Kev, are like in moments of serious solitude on like a vacation when things are really slow, right? Like I'd give you an example that I always feel like content and it's like, I'm super happy, but still motivated is at my beach house on July 4th, right? Like maybe the family's just not around me for whatever that moment, but I'm on the dock. I'm looking over, like maybe the sun's setting. I feel so much contentment um, in a very positive way, right? Like I couldn't be happier with the moment I'm in, the people I'm sharing it with, what I've, I've achieved, but I'm still motivated for the next thing. Like it's in those moments of solitude in where the world is just calm. And I don't know how much of that you've had in recent years, right? Like you have been moving so quickly, like in very positive, doing huge things, but like, I don't know how much you've just disconnected and been by yourself um, in some of those spaces where maybe there's contentment to be found. Yeah, I've had, I've had those moments, but they haven't been probably as frequent as they should be. And you probably, you probably didn't have the journal with you. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm, dude, definitely I'm not. just being real. My, just, no, my one, uh, my one, I guess my other fear is being alone with my own thoughts. I'll do whatever it takes to avoid, to avoid sitting there and, and writing or just thinking. That's right. not, not something 
I enjoy doing. It's probably because my brain is always moving like a thousand miles an hour. Sure. Uh, and if I sit and I just think, it feels like my my body is disconnecting and trying to move forward <laughs> while I'm sitting there. It's really, it's really fun. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, I could definitely, I could, I, I could use a little bit more reflection uh, time to to think about to think about that. That's that's a weakness that I have for sure. Very interesting here. Contentment versus complacency is like what I'm pondering as we wrap this podcast up. Contentment versus complacency. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the nuances that I mean when you, I mean when you look at personal development and thinking about you know, some of the books we initially read, it's it's more about output than it is about solving kind of the internal dialogue for sure it's all about output. it's all about yeah output. yeah it's all it's all about it's all about output and there are you know some maybe books or people that touch on gratitude but they do it it's always done in a way where i'm like that is just so goddamn corny like i just can't get on board with it but uh if you can reposition that in your own head and think about it more as like reflecting or or just being you know happy with what you have sure i can get on board with that we could write a we could write a book on that that could be the title what these 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 podcasts make me think about is there's a lot more work to do man a lot more work to do like mental work, right? Like, yeah. No, sure. output. Output. Yeah, we yeah. got to get more output, bro. No, no more sacking up for Kevin, man. No more <laughs> I texted you that midweek, did I? I was like, I hope you haven't sacked up once this week. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough – that's a tough reoccurring thought loop in my head. That That's a common theme on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes, yeah. you don't, sometimes you don't need to run through the wall. You can just gently go around it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes the wall ends like five feet to the left and maybe you just need to take a step back (laughs) take a step back yeah man well it's great catching up with you my man i will see you next week maybe we can find some topics to be thankful for because we're heading into the holiday week of thanksgiving oh t gives yeah yeah favorite holiday of the year what t gives who are you who are you dude i'm (laughs) I'm me. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> little, little Wayne for you. Yeah, uh, that was podcast. that was strong, dude. That was strong. Very strong. All right. I'll catch you later. <laughs> Love you, bro. Later.